Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. What's up and welcome back to The Coaching Show. And once again, we are without our dear leader, <laughs> Christopher McAuliffe. He is out doing very important things. So I, Alex Terranova, am stepping in for him once again. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm a, I've been a coach for about seven years. I'm a professional certified coach. You can find a whole bunch about me at thedreammason.com. Christopher trained me. Uh, usually I like to think of that as a really good thing because he made me a great coach, but he also gave me lots of bad habits. Um, <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, what else do I want you to know about me? Inspirational Alex on Instagram just launched a brand new program with my partner. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard about your love adventure and Evan Rose and I have launched the first iteration of your love adventure and it's getting started in March, which is really exciting. If you want to know more about Your Love Adventure, go to yourloveadventure.com. And if you want to check out my book, Fictional Authenticity, you can get it on Amazon. There's an audio book. If you like the sound of my voice, you can pick it up and on Audible. But before I say any more, I need to formally apologize to my co-host, Craig, because last week on the show... After the show, Craig tells me I was spelling his last name wrong the whole time. Now, I shared with him why I always want to pronounce his name differently because of the way it's spelled. And so I wrote it like phonetically for myself. And then I spelled it that way. Craig. It's okay. I, A, I accept the apology. And B, I was just curious how long it was going to go. As you say my name right all the time, you've yet to never spell it correctly. I thought it might have been a one-off and then it just repeated itself. So to the people listening, I am Craig Cass, executive life, relationship, and business coach. I work with clients around everything from the boardroom to the bedroom and life in between. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be here. And, and you're a spelling bee coach now officially, right? Like you're- uh, You know, I think some of those teens might be- <laughs> more confident being my spelling bee coach if you catch me on twitter and instagram some days but yeah let's let's spell your name right this time so if you want to check out uh what craig is up to want to work with him want to see the gems that he drops constantly on social media it is craig c-a-s-s-e-y.com or craig cassie jr on instagram you got it. Crush it. Nailed it. Look, from breakdown to breakthrough. I appreciate it. <laughs> What's going on in your life? What do we need to know before we introduce our guest who I think is like really relevant for, especially for coaches with so many people want to write books and we're going to talk more about me and I have, have interviewed people on books before, um, but there's some cool things that he does that are different. But before we get to him, is there anything you want to share? Is there anything you want to say since Christopher's not here to, you know, keep us in line? Well, thanks for giving me another chair, Christopher, if you're listening to this. Always appreciate hopping on. You know, the only thing I'm with right now is yesterday was 
the biggest of holidays in what feels like the astrological community online. It was 2-22 of 2022. So we're apparently in this big energetic portal where the invitation is to uh, basically lean into all that we desire. And in sitting with that last night, you know, I'm always open to leaning into any chance to manifest or create an intention to get what I want. And uh, I realized probably for like the fifth month in the row that it's time for me to actually <laughs> begin to write a book. I know we've been sharing interviews with different uh, book professionals on here before, but uh, it just feels like for a lot of us in this new world, it's time to raise our voices and actually elevate what we've been doing from the individual one-to-one -one work to more like the communal social level. So I'm excited for today's chat. I'm here to take some gold nuggets. <laughs> you know that I teach a whole course on getting loud in the world. No, you've taken the course, Get Loud. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you're interested in Get Loud, you should reach out to me, which, which, is, which I realized today is taught by me and seven-time award, Emmy award-winning journalist, Denise Yamada. I am a zero-time Emmy award-winning anything. But that doesn't discount me from teaching this amazing course with her, which is about, you know, doing what you just said, getting loud in the world. Craig, the thing that I want to ask you is I have two thoughts about the two, 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 two. One is I love the synchronicity of it, right? Like the, just like how it comes together, like the, the, the sort of like spiritual meanings and energetic meanings that it's given and the thought I had yesterday was like, man, we made up all these numbers. We made up the, the time on the clock. We made up the time on the calendar, right? We decided that it would like how numbers were going to work. They weren't like just provided. So is it all made up or is there actually something there? <laughs> I don't think that it is all made up and I'll share why. I think uh, for us to be able to create all that stuff had to come from someplace, some intention, some inspiration. And I think a lot of times we we oversimplify the things that are today, such as numbers are just made up, so all this could be BS. And we don't exactly give credit to the inspiration where it came from. Some would say the divinity, the spirit, or you know, today we talk a lot about like vibrational work. So I actually, I would bristle at the idea that it's made up. I think we might not know where it all came from experientially, but we also don't know where our own inspiration comes sometimes when it comes to our next, level life, our truth that we want to share, right? So well, I would say- So many times share, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's great. I totally, that, I mean, I'm not joking. I believe, I agree with you that everything that we are creating, regardless of who you are, is to some degree, like some sort of spiritual soul download, um, especially the big things, right? I don't think that everything I'm saying right now is, is, connects to that but the the really powerful big ideas throughout history and society are anchored to something bigger so thanks for throwing that idea out you want to meet our guest love to <laughs> <laughs> our guest today is um oh man he's at least a six-time author he has written six books which he co-authored the guerrilla marketing book series which have sold over 22 million copies. I think my book sold 22 copies. So I'm like on my way. Um, it's sold more than that. Uh, what else? He, ha he has helped hundreds of people accelerate success. He's wowed audiences in a, over a thousand cities. I didn't know how many cities there were, but it sounds wild to think there's a, 
thousand cities. Uh, but even more impressive, he has done talks on every continent except, except, except Antarctica. He believes that there is a book inside of all of us that is waiting to come out. I don't know. We're going to find out. I'm going to ask him what his, what CSP and CEC mean, but those are some titles, some, some credentials and titles that he has, but Orville Ray Wilson, thanks for being here on the coaching show. How are you? I am well. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> so you got some impressive 22 million books sold. Uh, yeah, that's the guerrilla marketing series encompasses some 56 titles. We wow. just, uh, that, that, that introduction is a little bit dated. We just passed 26 million books in print. It was wow. the best-selling marketing series in publishing history. We've been in print in 63 languages globally and, and, uh, worked with little companies that you might've heard of, at least when they were little, like Apple and Marriott and United Airlines and <laughs> a long list of others. Yeah. And we single-handedly, I, I think, well, I shouldn't say single-handedly. There was a handful of us, myself and Jay Levinson and Seth Godin and a handful of other people that created this series over the arc of about 30 years. So, and it's Big still fan. going strong. That's awesome. Big fan of Seth Godin over here. Uh, yeah. And when you, when you get up in those millions, like moms can't buy all those books. That's a, that's a lot of books being bought by a lot of different people. <laughs> uh, will you tell, will you give us a little bit right now? You know, I know when you're, when I introduce you, I don't know what it, what does it mean? What is a CSP and what is a CEC? What does that stand for? Certified speaking professional. It's the highest level of certification that you can earn in the professional speaking industry that's recognized globally by the uh, uh, International Speakers Association. And um, I suppose in the coaching world, it would be the equivalent of the MCC. It's, uh, let me put it this way, I sent seven bankers boxes full of documents to NSA headquarters in Phoenix in 1991 uh, in order to document the work that I had to do to earn that certification. Um, That's awesome. There are only about 120 of us in the world. There are more brain surgeons in Los Angeles than there are CSPs in the world. Now, there's another certification you'll see in the speaking industry, CPAE, which is a Council of Peers Award of Excellence and it's really more like a lifetime achievement award. It's it's honorary. Um, so, but but the, the thing about the CSP is you have to earn it. So um, the uh, the CEC is simply a certified executive coach, and that came from the the coaching training I did. Uh, 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 I, in in uh, twenty nineteen. I got a call from a friend of mine who lives up the road. My friend Mark, he was building an addition on his house. He says, Orville, I got the, the steel up onto the rafters, but uh, the inspector's coming tomorrow and it needs to all be screwed down. Can you come give me a hand? And I said, yeah, yeah sure, okay, fine. So I put on some trainers and jeans and my tool belt and I drove up the canyon and we spent the whole day, a beautiful blue sky September Day, the Aspens were all in their golden glory. It was, it, we had a great time. We put about 3,000 screws into this, uh, it's called Pro Panel, these steel plates with ribs that 
a very popular roofing material here in the mountains. We have a lot of forest fire danger and high winds. And, and so late in the afternoon, just as the sun was going behind the mountains, I, uh, through a combination of bad judgment and gravity, I lost my footing and slid off of this roof like a playground slide and landed on top of a pile of rocks that had just been delivered by the landscapers. Broke my leg, broke my back, broke my arm real bad. And uh, the next thing I knew, I was in a hospital bed here at home in traction in a cage brace from my chin to my waist. And life as I knew it was over. And uh, my friends in NSA, they came out of the woodwork. They said, they say, hey, we'll do, we'll do the gig for you. We'll give you the money. No, we'll, you know, we'll lick stamps. We'll make calls. What can we do to, to help you out? And I was like, well, you know, I, <laughs> we kind of live in the middle of nowhere. It's, uh, it, I mean, it's nice, but it's awfully lonely up here. I could use some company. And so they did. They made the trip up the mountain, and we would sit around and talk, shop, as people are inclined to do. And after about three months, they started asking, how much would you charge to continue coaching me? <laughs> What? Co coaching? What's that? <laughs> well, I've like doubled my business in the last three months. <laughs> I'd like to continue this conversation. And so I had to learn about the coaching world. I got involved with the International Coach Federation here in Denver and uh, went back to school and uh, for a year and, and, and got a, a certificate in executive coaching. Uh, I have applied and failed uh, the PCC. <laughs> I'm resolved that I probably will never uh, past the PCC or MCC because the work I do is 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 really a, is as much technical advice as it is coaching. Uh, so you know everything from you know editing to picking topics to marketing strategy to you know the one thing you can't do in uh, ICF is give people advice, and uh, to a great extent that's <laughs> what I get paid for. Uh, it turns out a lifetime of experience is actually pretty valuable. So that's what I've been doing for the last. <laughs> I think, Craig, I know you want to yeah. jump in. I think that's a great. Who knows? For coaches yeah. listening. For coaches listening. So I literally fell into coaching. Well, I think, I think it's a great point because for coaches listening to this, I think, you know, if you're not a PCC, if you're not an MCC and you're working towards that, those are, there's two routes, right? I felt. I felt like you for a long time, like I was, I wouldn't be able to get my PCC because I was doing too much, like adding in things I was learning from other, from other sources. And um, mm -hmm. I chose just for me, right. This isn't the right or wrong thing, but like, I wanted to figure out how I could like, a, like tackle that mountain. I wanted to climb that mountain. So I had to practice for a long time coaching very differently and it's the same if you're, I'm, I'm working on my MCC now and it's like a whole nother mm -hmm. level of putting all the right. things I know down and kind of starting from scratch, which, which I don't think is right for everyone, right? If you, if you like the way you coach and you have a great business, there's no need to do that. For me, it's really about like the challenge. Can I change and transform? Cause I know that I can always go back. Craig, I want to get you in here. Um, you're, you're so quietly. I'm just city. taking it in and, you know, <laughs> I love the, I think the ingenuity, the resilience that comes with falling literally on a pile of rocks and then being willing to be guided into a new profession while you literally could not physically move. Um, but what I'm reminded of is this from the, the coach in the PCC level, the PCC and the MCC, they're markers of, 
uh, skill set that you have. And it's actually not the 100% skill set that we use with our clients each and every day. I think what I love about you, Oral Ray, is you, you have a sign uh, inviting clients that hire you to shorten their learning curve by five years. And this is really, I think, that magical mixture of that consulting experience-based mindset on top of that ontological coaching, which is we can help you explore your own answers for sure, but there's some stuff that we can also just support you with feedback right now and get you on the fast track. And that's what's so appealing to me as a non-CSP, uh, a non-speaking professional. That's what appeals to me so much about you and the work that you do, Formal Right. Well, not to disparage uh, you know, the ICF, I still go to, go to the chapter meetings and I still go to take the master classes and, and I'm still running up the clock hours because that training does make me better. It, it, it sharpens my skills and helps make me more effective with clients. Uh, I, I was able to pass the test, uh, you know, with a 90 percentile uh, score, but I, I get whacked on the recordings every time. <laughs> ah, that's all right. <laughs> um, so, you know, I have a, a, a couple of handfuls of, of clients, literally, and a, a nice little business. And I get to be the guru on the mountain, literally. And uh, it's, a, it's, <laughs> a nice, it's a nice life. Let's touch on, let's talk about books. Cause I know I, I have written one. I've co-authored another, you know, Craig just shared in our opening that he's ready mm -hmm. to step into that world. What do, what do people, let's just speak to people who have not written one. Cause most people haven't, most coaches, most people have not written a book. What's that first thing that people need to know that they're not like paying attention to when it comes to like getting started? Well, uh, a, a study that I read by Forrester, they said that about one in every 10 people in the United States say that someday they're going to write a book. And, and the actual statistic is more like one in 10,000 ever actually write a book. And there's never been a better time to be an author. And when I started, there were eight big publishers in the United States and between them, they published about 20,000 books a year. Uh, today, with Amazon and Kindle Direct and all of these other channels, you can go directly from your laptop uh, into print uh, with very little friction. And now we're seeing about 250,000 titles a year being published. Uh, and frankly, most of it is crap. <laughs> I think for a lot of people, they just made it too easy, and and uh, that would be my first warning: is that if you're going to do a book, you know, it's it's like bringing a child into the world. Expect it to take a year. Expect to invest ten thousand dollars or so in addition to whatever fees uh, you know I might charge. Uh, Archaeologists are going to dig that book up a thousand years from now, and they're going to read it. And, and it better be good. You know, if you're going to have all of those trees on your conscience, then you better have something to say. You better do the homework, do the research, uh, uh, survey the literature, find out what other people have said, and contribute something new. Otherwise, please don't bother. You're just adding to the noise. Got it loud and clear. Now, I imagine our listeners, myself included, we don't want to write a crap book. We're not trying to get published on Amazon. 
and then regret it two months later once we get the DM saying this whole page is filled with errors or is uh, linguistically or sorry, narratively wrong. And you work your clients around some more advanced storytelling techniques, how to not be that or come off as that novice first time writer and to really convey more, uh, I'd say an excellence or truly like a thought leadership approach. Can you speak to what some of those advanced storytelling techniques that the novices like me might not even be aware of that we're missing out on? Wow. Um, it's interesting that you brought up the aspect of storytelling because the, all, all the clients I work with, are we're, we're talking about nonfiction books, but our brains are wired for stories. There are special structures in our brain that evolved to be able to project into the future or into the past. And uh, um, primates are the only animals that, the only, that have those brain structures. And that's how we can travel from, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you know, to, to the age of dinosaurs to, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Uh, for 50,000 generations, we've been passing the whole sum of human knowledge from one generation to the next through stories. And so I think a, a common mistake that nonfiction writers make is, is the, it's, it, they take the Joe Friday, just the facts, ma'am, approach, and they don't integrate the, the stories into it. I'm working with a client in Aspen. Uh, he's an executive coach. His clients typically fly in, uh, often in their own jet, twice a month, uh, just to meet with this guy. It's amazing, amazing story, amazing uh, uh, background. He climbed the highest mountain in South America, Mount Aconcagua, and nearly died in the process, uh, part of a team of eight. And his book incorporates the whole thread of the arc of that adventure and the lessons that he took away from that experience and how he applies that to his coaching practice. The, which makes it, I mean, it's a, it's a really riveting story. But what's really valuable is the way that he kind of pull, opens the kimono and reveals that the internal process, that the internal struggle that he had to you know, work through to get back down off of this mountain alive. And it's, it's a very compelling reading, but the distinctions and the insights that he took away from that experience land firm they land whole they like you, you like you you really get it uh, the design strategy behind his book and the design strategy that we use with all of my clients is you know the goal is to write a book that sells you a lot of people you know sit down and write a book and then they go out and they sign autographs or they give speeches or they talk at the Rotary Club trying to sell their book, sell their book, sell your book. You know, you made a, a joke earlier, Alex, about <laughs> so what, 22 books. <laughs> and that's just backwards. The, the strategy is to write a book that gives your client kind of the movie trailer experience 
of what it might be like if they worked with you. And that's a very different approach. And I have to give credit uh, where it's due here. Um, a, a coach that I worked with extensively when she lived here in Colorado, Robin Colucci is her name. She's moved to Connecticut in recent years. And so I haven't seen her as much as I used to, but we used to collaborate quite a bit. She wrote a book called How to Write a Book That Sells You. And I recommend it. You can get it on Amazon. And uh, she would she would take a client on to write the book. And then I would collaborate with the same client to write the speech and the keynote and the half-day seminar and the full-day seminar and the four-day destination workshop at your condo in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I borrowed this method, I borrowed with this methodology from her with her blessing and credit, and I use her book as a text for this process. Uh, there is a formula, there is a structure, 12 chapters, three sections, 140 pages. It should be a two-hour read. You buy it off the shelf at Hudson's in, you know, at LAX, and you, you read it, you know, on a flight to Chicago. Uh, color cover: three, red, black, white, and gray. Uh, Robin's actually done a, a tremendous amount of research into the the design and the structure of best-selling nonfiction books uh, back over the last hundred years, and the vast majority of them with very few exceptions, follow this, uh, this structure. So we combine the strategy and the structure, and what it does is it forces you to, to think through and analyze and document what you really do. And most of us don't do that consciously. You know, we are, we are unconsciously competent. And that process by itself can be transformational. Uh, my client in Aspen has uh, added more than a million dollars annually to his practice since he started writing this book four years ago, and it's still not done. <laughs> it's not in print yet. It's a, just about good to go to final proofreading. Uh, over the arc of that time, he um, he bought a house on a gold medal trout river. He's uh, spent a lot more time fly fishing and less time working. Um, he and his wife brought two beautiful little girls into the world. Uh, he's been through a lot of life changes that have been part of this journey. And now, you know, I mean, the book is really is, is, is pretty amazing. I'm even more eager than he is to get it into print because it's going to change a lot of people's lives. But the most important thing is that it's changed his life yeah. just through the arc of that process. Craig, I'm curious as some, like somebody who now says they want to write a book, I know you're not fly fishing and that's what's taking up your time. What's the, while we have like a professional and an expert here, what's getting in your way or what's gotten in your way that has you not have a book already or is slowing down the process? <laughs> I blame my dog or my partner. No. Uh, for me, I think the main areas that I run into a, is settling on a topic. You know, I began writing a book back in September when I was processing through some new life experiences and, and oral write. I was coming from a little bit of a bitter coffee <laughs> cup when I was writing that, that book initially. I realized it was not the voice that I wanted. The message was decent. 
but it wasn't the authentic way I wanted to share it. So one part is actually, how do I narrow in on the, both the story that feels authentic, but the one that also feels like it will really support others in creating that change. And there's some, some doubt that I go back and forth on between starting with a narrative, picking a different one, scrapping one three months in, like I'm now on my third topic change for a book and uh, I still feel like I'm, gosh, not even knee deep in the water. So that's probably the main thing, is choosing a topic that both resonates that I believe will have the impact and then uh, being willing to just keep going back to it. I'm a starter and a stopper. That's why I have two coaches because they hold me accountable to following through an oral ray. I imagine some of your clients might start and stop too and you get to have some fun and frank conversations with them. But that's like the human side of me that I feel also pulls me back in the beginning stages. What do you, so Orville Ray, like if, if, if somebody, I, I imagine there's a lot of Craig's out there, you know, you know, not, they don't have as right. great, you know, what, what do you, how, how do we support, how do we move those people forward? Well, for, you know, my advice to Craig would be, you know, don't try so hard. Stop thinking about the topic. Think about the journey. If your design strategy is to give the reader a preview of what working with you might be like, that really narrows the scope of the book for you. Another great piece of advice is to pay attention when you repeat yourself. The stuff that you say to clients over and over and over again, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff you want to put in the book the stuff that you find yourself repeating because you know that's where the value is that's where the lessons are that's where the that the, you'll, you'll find the insights that are going to be valuable to your readers uh, take us on the journey of uh, what it would be like to uh, you know to work with you I'll, get, I'll give you an example um, I got a call from um, a guy named Terry Moore. He's an attorney. We met in Minneapolis at a National Speakers Association uh, chapter where I was doing a master class on storytelling. And he said, he said listen, I'd, li I'd like to, you know, I'd like to work with you. I, I really, uh, I enjoy practicing law, uh, but I also enjoy speaking and doing lectures and doing workshops. And uh, I, I, you know, I heard you say we should, I should write a book. You know, where do I start? And the question was, you know, as we always do as coaches, what do you want? You know, where do you want to be in a year? And he said, well, you know, I, I, you know, I want to grow my law practice. And I said, okay, well, what kinds of cases, what kind of clients would you like to attract? And after some discussion, it emerged. He says, you know, I, 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 I like doing these business divorce cases, you know, where you've got a couple of partners and they've built up a successful business over time. And you know, one of them wants to build an empire. The other one just wants to retire on a boat in Florida. Or, you know, you know, one of the partners is cheating on his wife and he cheats at golf and you suspect he has his hand in the till and it turns out he does. And so then you got to unravel all that. It's just, he says, I love these cases. They're interesting. <laughs> Frankly, they're pretty lucrative. It's like, okay, well then let's position you as a thought leader on business divorce. 
Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. Let's start with, you know, three big ideas. What are the three main concerns? Uh you know, before, during, after might be a chronological approach. There's lots of different structural ways that you can approach a book, but, you know, how do I prevent these problems up front when I'm forming a partnership? How do I, you know, what do I have to do along the way over the arc of the evolution of the business? How would I know what would the yet red flags be that I should be paying attention to? And then finally, you know, when I, when I do strongly suspect or I have proof that there's a problem, what are the steps to take to walk away with the check and, uh, you know, not lose all this equity you've built in a lifetime? So there's our three sections of the book. And over the arc of about eight months, he wrote this, this uh, beautiful little book here, the, the Bulldog Guide to Business Divorce. He brands himself as a bulldog lawyer. He's got a little bulldog logo there on the spine, if you can see that. And, uh, and this, you know, structurally follows th that formula. Uh, within days of sending it off to Kindle Direct Publishing, he got a call from the Wyoming Bar Association. <laughs> could you do, you know, could you do a three-hour seminar for us on this, you know, on this topic? And he said, well, yeah, sure. And uh, by the way, do you have, you know, is it certified for continuing legal education hours? And he said, no, but he knew how to get that done. And he's now doing uh, virtual seminars for bar associations all over the country uh, based on this book. And he has grown his law practice by just south of a million dollars a year. He's busier than ever doing the kinds of cases that he loves for the kinds of clients that he likes to work with. That is sexy. I'm just going to say that my clients who hire me, we work on creating ideal lives. We revision and revise it, you know, time and time again. But like, this is the, the flavor, the sauciness that people aspire to on the regular, right? 
how do we actually have the life that we want? How do we create the, the means, be it to have more fly fishing in your backyard or to have the financial well-being to supply all the other adventures we want for raising kids and whatnot? And you know, I want to thank you. Your advice to really hone in our, our own current thought leadership, I think, is really powerful. Because I find for me, and probably this is where I hit my own walls, I'm looking for what is the magnum opus of the Craig Cassie story. And I treat it as something beyond my current reality, as opposed to, like you said, listening to what I'm repeating on the regular. That's where the real gems are, the things that will have people buy the book, the most impactful things. And also just treating it as a self-exploration, as opposed to something to architect beyond me. Now, I want to fast forward a little bit. We might use the, the bulldog story, but let's say we now have a book how are we using this book now to sell ourselves? Like, what does that process for publish? We got the red, white, and black cover. Now comes the sales. Where do we go? Go to the sales of the book. Well, uh, I would start by, you know, sending a copy of the book to everybody that you know with an autograph, right? Uh, that's, I mean, the thing about the thing about real paper books is that you know, you send me an autographed book, it will sit on my shelf uh, pretty much until hell freezes over. I have boxes of, of, of boxes and boxes of books that I have collected over the years from friends and colleagues. Uh, and by the way, I have a whole shelf full of, of stories like the one I just told you here. Um, that uh, First, you get the your word out to your friends and family network. Uh, put a, a uh, the cover of the book in your thumbnail on your uh, on your email. Feature it prominently on your website. Include it in the introduction uh, uh, anytime you speak or you're a guest on a podcast like this one. Uh, adopt the moniker author of. Author equals authority. They, they come from the same root word. Uh, assign your book as homework to your clients. You know, we do we do a lot of foundational work with clients over the first two or three months. That if you can compress that into a two-hour read, you you have served them immensely and given them a fast track into the work that you're going to continue to do together. Uh, and I wouldn't worry so much about how many books you sell. That's not the game anymore. Uh, you know, you, you, you sell a $20 book on Amazon, you make about $9. You sign a coaching client, and that could be worth, I don't know, my fees are $20,000 a year to work with me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, which side of the bread has the butter on it? That's the, the more important question. And when it comes down to, uh, you know, a which one decision, somebody is, they've already made the will I decision. Will I engage a coach or not? I just read that the coaching industry is growing at the rate of about five and a half percent a year. Uh, it's a twenty billion dollar industry globally. Uh, so being able to position yourself as someone who actually is an authority and knows what the fuck they're talking about, you know, that's that's the the main point of the book. It's not how many books you sell; it's how does the book sell you and the other high value services that you can provide. Uh, the, I want to follow this because a lot of 
people write books, right? Not just to get the clients or to sell the books, but I, I know coaches and, and I've thought about this too, and I really haven't done very much with it is we write books to help us get speaking gigs, right? Or to, to get people excited about the possibility of you as a speaker. You shared a minute ago that, you know, that lawyer client got reached out to mm -hmm. right away. Now that doesn't happen, right? I wrote a book. I didn't have people like reaching out to me to like grab me, to put me on a stage. I've had some of those opportunities, but as I'm listening to you, I agree with you, right? The goal is not, my goal is not to sell millions of books. I don't care very much about that. Um, I love the idea that I get to send my books to people. My clients share my book, like all these things. What's the next step? If you took someone like me, I have a book. I'm actually really proud of my book. I don't think it's, you know, one of those things. If people dig it up in a hundred years, I'm going to be excited about that. Hopefully it won't be dug up, but it pulled off a shelf. Um, um, what do I do to get like, who, how do I find who to send these books to, to get up on a stage, to have people want me to speak to their organizations or their communities? Well, part of the process of writing the book is analyzing who is the audience, mm -hmm. who, who are you writing this book for? And Stephen King in his book on writing, which I recommend to anyone who aspires to write a book, uh, he, he says that this is one of the, the most magical, intimate conversations that you can have because you're writing the book for an audience of one. This is a conversation with somebody that, you know, for our purposes, we'll just call them Dear Reader, capital D, capital R. And so, you know, first of all, write the book to an audience of one. Be clear, create an avatar, who that person is, what's their gender, what's their age, what's their profession. What part of the world do they live in? What kind of car do they drive? Are they married, single? How old are their kids? All of that. And with that person in mind, the book is written as if you were a pen pal writing for that individual. That's the first step is be clear about your audience. The next question is, where do people like that congregate? Uh, so uh, uh, another client, uh, another attorney story, uh, Bill Honaker, who is an intellectual property attorney in Detroit. Uh, he wrote a book uh, called the, the Business Owner's Guide to Intellectual Property, uh, Turn Your Ideas into Gold. And it's all about everything that you as a small business needs to know about copyrights, patents, trademarks, and trade secrets. You know, coaches, authors, speakers, you know, any business. We have intellectual property ranging from our books, our brochures, our marketing communication material, our podcasts, our videos, to uh, patents for inventions, products, trademarks for the names that we use for those. And it's a, a, a very, very, uh, uh, it, it is both complicated and in some cases, sillyly stupid, you know, stupidly simple. And, and, and it can be, it can put you out of business. I mean, one mistake, I mean, infringing on somebody else's copyright can, it can, it can kill you. And uh, so he wrote this, skinny little book, uh, and he has been speaking all over the country at trade shows, at uh, national association conferences. Uh, he writes a regular monthly column for the Wire Association News, which is a 32-page slick magazine that is written by, or published for companies that make wire. Right? You want to think wire is that complicated, but there are 
you know, there are, you know, when you think about all of the different forms and shapes that wire comes in, and all of those products have patents and trademarks and intellectual property associated with them. So his audience are people who uh, run businesses, who create products. He's talking to engineers. Uh, he just did a, 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 an online event for the marketing and sales executives of Detroit. And their membership is made up mostly of agencies that create Marcom, you know, that do marketing for, uh, you know, for their clients. And you can get your client into a lot of trouble. He told a story about a, a, a company that came to him and they had developed this new revolutionary electric snowblower. And the uh, marketing company did a, you know, a bunch of focus groups, did a bunch of research, and they decided to settle on the trademark Jaguar. This is the Jaguar snowblower. And Bill thought, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I can think of at least one company that's going to have a problem with that. You know, if it's got an engine and four wheels on it, <laughs> you're going to run into trademark problems with that. And, uh, you know, and it, it turns out they had to throw out, you know, they had already spent tens of thousands of dollars developing this trademark when, you know, a simple search on, a, on the Internet would have revealed that <laughs> that was going to be problematic. Uh, so knowing who your audience is and who you're trying to reach is, uh, you know, an important step. Now, I work with clients in three areas. The three legs of the stool are content development. That's what we've been talking about. I decide what to write, how to write it, form, format, layout, editing, all of that. The second part is platform skills. You know, how do you turn that content into a compelling keynote speech, into a webinar, into a half-day, full-day, into a program of some sort, into an offering that people can actually hire you for? And then the third leg of the stool, of course, is marketing. How do you consistently communicate that message across all of the touch points, from your website to your your uh, uh, YouTube channel to your your social media on Facebook, your LinkedIn profile? All of those ways that people can find you should all be saying the same thing in the same way, and all pointing, all roads lead to, you know. Alex Terranova is the go-to guy to make your dreams come true or, you know, whatever your Nike swish phrase might be. <laughs> Did I answer your question? That's a long answer. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, I think, I think the thing that you really hit on is, Hey, your book needs to be specific to an audience. And then you go send your book to those the groups of people, like wherever those people are, right? If it's if it's a legal thing, it becomes a little more clear. If you know, I, I you know, Craig's concept of from the boardroom to the bedroom is his book, and sorry, Craig, but it has to be your book. It's genius. Like nobody, you know, I've, nobody talks about this, but there's tons of to me, like there's tons of like C suites out there and and people in boardrooms that their home, that their business and their home lives are just in completely different places, right? They're powerful in one area and weak in the other, and it could be vice versa. 
And it's like, how do you actually level up your whole life? Both of the, both of those areas are on equal footing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think you answered it in a, in a very, in, instead of just telling me where to send my book or who's ever listening, you, you gave me a place to look or people a place to look. Um, well, one of the things that I teach is a, is a formula for an email. It's called a three, five, three. And the first three sentences basically outline the problem and a promise the, the solution, you know, followed by five, what you will learn is bullet points, not four, not seven, five, followed by three sentences that answer the question, why is this particular author or speaker uniquely qualified to talk about this problem with this audience? It fills one screen of an email, and it starts with the sentence, after reviewing your website for your conference coming up in Orlando on June 23rd, I think my program on, insert title, would be a perfect fit because, you know, because coffee shop owners have a chronic problem with turnover of personnel, and I can show you how to make your coffee shop a magnet for people who will gladly come and work for you for years. I don't know. Whatever your big promise is in this fast moving 75 minute program, you will learn five things. And then what uniquely qualifies you. And I'll be happy to send you a template or anyone who's listening, uh, be happy to send them a template for this, uh, this simple email. I didn't invent this. I, I, you know, I was coached in this methodology. I, I used it for 30 years to get speaking gigs all over the world. And I'm going to send you my email right yeah, now, right? I'll send you a template for that. And, yeah, you know, basically is you, you find a list of people that fit your profile and then you, you run down, you know, events, right? Where do these people uh, aggregate? Where do they accumulate? You know, do they hire speakers or not? And then, and only after you've answered all of those questions, then you send them an approach letter, realizing that they get stuff thrown over the transom at them all the time. You have to get their attention right away. And it's actually formatted in such a way that they could copy and paste it right into their agenda. It's, it's, it, we try to make it as frictionless as possible so that they can immediately envision, yeah, Craig, Craig Casey would be, a, he'd be, he, would be he would be perfect for our event. Let's, let's call him, talk, let's talk to him. Let's find out what his fees are, but, you know, right? And then you get to continue the conversation from there. So that's the most direct and most uh, effective way that I know how to do it. Uh, I got a call from a guy named Kevin McCarthy. He had, uh, he, he had been working for a guy who pulled off the biggest Ponzi scheme in, in Oregon history and got caught up in this federal you know, investigation and wound up spending 31 months in a federal correctional institution for a crime that he didn't even realize he had committed. And so he is recently released from, uh, well, jail is kind of a strong word for it. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's dead in the water. And he said, he said, is there, is there a way that I can turn this story into uh, into a speech, into a book. And uh, so he wrote a book called Blind Spots, 
uh, why good people make bad decisions. And it, this, the thread of the story is basically how he wound up, you know, <laughs> behind bars and how those flaws in our thinking affect everything else that we do. Uh, within 22 days of sending out his 353, he had booked $20,000 worth of speaking gigs and collected those fees in advance. Horrible, <laughs> Ray. You pay for yourself, I hear. <laughs> Awfully quickly with these people that you work with. And for the people so this thing, this thing works. It's, 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 you know, it's not magic, but it is effective. And, and to his credit, he was sending, you know, like 150 emails a day. I mean, he really, it was like, uh, you know, as, as uh, Tony Robbins, you know, says, you know, if you, if you want to produce massive results, it requires massive outreach, massive action. And uh, so anyway, he's, he's, uh, became president of the National Speakers Association chapter in Oregon and has gone on. Now he lives in Phoenix and uh, has a very comfortable, you know, six figure speaking career. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's that's well, his story. Well, well, what do you know? We've this time has we've kind of flown by. We've gotten to the end. You you gave us some real gems just now, especially in that three five three um, email structure, which I know I want. I know Craig wants, and I'm sure our listener. If our listeners want to get that from you, I know you're also giving away us a, a complimentary one on one review of marketing materials, and they need to go to a link for that, right? Uh, if, if you just send me a, a, an email to orvilray at gmail.com, O-R-V-E-L-R-A-Y at gmail.com, I will, I'll send you a link. I, I'll give anyone, you know, an hour on Zoom just for asking. And, you know, I just, you know, I look for people that I can serve. And, you know, if, uh, you know, if I can help you, uh, that's great. And if we decide to continue the conversation and, I happen to have an opening in my practice, then, you know, we might continue that conversation uh, as well. That's how I grow my practice. Uh, but I'd be happy to send anyone the 353 template uh, and a link that they can use to get on my calendar and just take a look at, you know, where are you at? Where do you want to go? You know, do you have a book inside you that has to come out? You know, what, where, you know, where do you need to shift or move to grow your practice? Uh, I'm here to serve. Is there anything else you want to share with uh, our listeners before you leave? Anything else that we didn't ask you about, or that you just feel like, you know, you need to you need to inform us about before you before we let you go? Well, doubling back to that moment in the hospital bed with an arm and a leg in traction, not knowing if I'd ever be able to walk again, let alone speak or travel. Uh, it was a pretty dark time and Denise had, Denise is my wife, uh, she made the mistake of leaving a bottle of painkillers on the night table and if I pulled all the slack out of the ropes to reach as far as I could, I managed to get a hold of it and with my one good hand and my teeth, I had managed to pry the, the childproof cap off fully intending to swallow all of them. And my cell phone rang. I, I didn't recognize the number, but I recognized the voice right away. It says, Orville Ray, 
This is Al Walker from the National Speakers Association Foundation. We heard about y'all's troubles, and I just want to let you know that we're sending you a check for $10,000. I hope that makes you feel better. And, and that's when I started to cry. That check saved our house. But that phone call saved my life. And he reminded me that we are part of a very special um, group of people. We are the people who make it our business to make other people's lives better, to make the world a better place. And the world needs that desperately right now. For anyone watching this, I, I, I encourage you to remind yourself every day, every, you know, every morning you get out of bed, that the work that you do is really important and it really matters it really does change people's lives uh, in, in, in a way that very, very few other professions uh, can do. Do the work. Study the craft. Get the certifications. You know, polish and earn your skills. And discover and develop and deliver your unique wisdom to the world we need you now more than ever. And thank you for giving me the t time today to share some of these ideas. I hope you found it valuable. Yeah. Thanks for sharing the end of that story. Um, I don't know if that was your big plan that, you know, we, we would like that we wouldn't have to, to have missed that would have been really a loss. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that you didn't know that I was going to ask, you know, is there anything else you want to put in? But I'm really glad that that happened because we got to see, um, you know, the other side of what you shared before. And I know also just to, as speakers, as people that do have an impact, the way that you tell the story matters so much, right? You could tell that story in five other ways that wouldn't have landed or been as impactful or as emotional. Um, so thanks for modeling how to tell a story. Thanks for being here. If I want to, if people want to find out, go ahead. What were you going to say? My pleasure. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. If people want to find out more about Orville Ray Wilson and, you know, writing a book, his coaching, you can go to the gorilla group.com, G U E R R I L L A group.com. Uh, you can email, is it Orville Ray at the gorilla group.com? So no. without, without the article, without the, just gorilla group.com. Sorry. It's Orville easier. Ray. Gorilla is hard to spell, so just send it to Gmail. Orville <laughs> Ray at Gmail, and I'll get it. All right. And if you Google the Gorilla Group, you can find you, you'll you'll find the website. Um, just Google my name. You know, I'm I'm almost famous. Almost. You know, it's he's he's either doing it's you're famous for what you are, or maybe you'll be a country singer. Orville Ray Wilson <laughs> you got you got the name for the country to be a country singer, Craig. Alex, I just want to say, Orville Ray, thank you so much. We we have so many speakers on this podcast, and you you really gave and gave again. So really tangible gifts and takeaways. So I will be emailing you in a year my black, red, and white cover of my under two hour read book that you can pick up at an airport store near you. Uh, but I just really want to thank you for for giving uh, 
so abundantly. It's received over here and it's really much appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you. Greg, what do people need to know? What do you want them to know before we head out of here? You know, every day I post some real wisdom, not in a book form, even shorter. You can read it in under two minutes on my Instagram. So please reach out to me there. You can find me at Craig Cassie Jr. or Jr. C-A-S-S-E-Y-J-R for daily tips and wisdom around your relationship, your business, knocking abundance. And if not that, come find me on my website, craigcassie.com. I would love to chat and work with you too. You've probably already written your book. It's probably all over your social media. You take all that and there's a book right there. That's what my followers keep telling me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you'll probably expand on it, but there's probably a book already right there. Um, thanks for being here for, with me. Thanks for partnering with me, Craig. Everyone listening, thanks for being here with us on The Coaching Show. Uh, I am Alex Terranova stepping in again for Christopher McAuliffe. He will be back. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be back with us. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find out more about me at thedreammason.com. You can check out my podcast, The Dream Mason Podcast, my book, Fictional Authenticity. You can pick up on Amazon or Audible if you prefer listening versus reading. And we'll see you next week. Take care. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.